Okay. Okay. Let's go. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, today we're here with David Ding. He is uh, the third guest that we have on our podcast. So David, if you'd like to introduce yourself, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Um, so I came from China, lived there. I was actually born in Michigan because my dad took the grad, take his uh, graduate school here. And then I went back to China when I was four. Uh, lived in Shanghai for like 12 plus years. And then, you know, two years ago, came here to MICS to study for high school. Yeah, solid. Yeah. Me and Sean were watching this video in, in free period where it was an Andrew Tate short. And Tate, <laughs> hang on, hang on. This, this actually has a good thing. Mm-hmm. But Tate says that when he was three years old, his dad used to just randomly push him and he'd just fall over. But then he'd be like, like in life you get pushed over and you have to learn how to get back up. And when I saw that, I was, my parents didn't do anything like that to me, but I was often reminded of like immigrant way of parenting. So do you have any comments on that as a first generation? Uh, yeah, too much to say about that, I guess. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have like similar experiences, but uh, my parents, um, they're pretty strict about education. And uh, every time I falls, like my parents will um, keep pushing me, like keep pushing my limit. I remember when I was in elementary school, I couldn't figure out this question and uh, I just wanted to go to sleep. And then my dad just won't. Um, he will like push me to, um, push me to figure out like how did I do wrong, what did I do wrong until yeah. like you know twelve o'clock. Yeah. That to me is like too late. It's like so late up the night. But yeah. that spirit, kind of the spirit to like finish the thing is kind of what my dad gave yeah. me when I was. Born. When when we had Yunjae on, he was saying that. Yeah. He was saying there was a study conducted in which uh, many different or was it ethnicities or country students whatever. Yeah. they were given a problem to solve that was impossible mm. and they measured how long it would take for each group of people to give up Ooh. and I think the Americans mm. gave up relatively early and, and then as you progressed along the people that lasted the longest were Asians yeah, yeah of course so it's Asian he was saying mm. that intelligence that's what intelligence is like that's how intelligence develops those people who don't give up that's why they're intelligent. Not because of some arbitrary number or arbitrary factor or something they're born with. Well, Don't tap on the table. I'm oh, sorry. But yeah, but he was saying that's what's leading to, or that's what determines intelligence, the ability to not give up mm-hmm. and that ability that you build up. And obviously for us, we're building that ability from a young age. Yeah, and I'd honestly say that, at least in my experience, a lot uh, American parenting is a lot of positive affirmation, mm-hmm. and I don't oh, think we get a lot of positive affirmation. I think we get a lot of criticism. <laughs> yeah, that's and I true. think, at least in the way that society is developing, I think a lot of people are not able to take criticism anymore. But I, and I think that taking criticism is actually an important thing, and I'm kind of grateful that I was able or I was exposed to it at such such a young age. I think another negative or positive affirmation is it kind of allows you to rest on your laurels, as in you just you become comfortable where you are. Yeah. Or if your parents are telling you you did a good job on this, or this is great, then you're like, okay, I can settle for a bit. Whereas us, like you said, we're always pushing to that next level. Yes, yeah. yep. there is always like a limit you can't, but you can also like break the limit. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're 
Because I remember, especially in middle school, if I got a 92 on a test, my dad would be like, what the hell happened to the, the other? The eight points, yeah. But then, <laughs> yeah. if, for example, there was a bunch of parents' days where, or not a bunch, but there's some parents' days where parents came to school just to chill with their children for a bit in fifth or fourth grade. And I remember one of my white friends said, Dad, I got an 85 on this test. And his dad was like, wow, good job. And he gave him a high five. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I think there's both pros and cons to that. But at least for me, I think it's shaped up to be more of a pro. Because yeah. if you look at society as it's advancing, people are just getting mad over everything. Mm -hmm. And they're too emotional or sentimental. Yeah, and every, anything that even ne remotely negatively affects them, they, they try to push it out instead of looking at it dead in the eyes. And then like thinking about why is this so negative? Or like what can I do to not feel this way or is there any improvements I can make or as you were saying break that limit of uh, I guess in this case uncomfortability right they're not taking any comfortability because they will take it as an insult yeah and they will think that um, the others are probably doing something wrong to them they will not self-reflect they would um, you know they could not absorb the stuff and then reflect on themselves I think reflect is a pretty important thing to do while you get the criticism and that's yeah. what you are how you prove yeah that's true because i guess behind every criticism there is some truth right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i mean um like this mental thing in u.s because uh in china i'm not sure um in china we don't talk about this mental issues because mm -hmm. we we don't there is no mental issues in our dictionary in China. Yeah, I'm saying in India. In India for our yeah, parents, yeah. yeah. For sure. Because, no. um, but I don't know. I don't know if the U.S. was the same like 30 years ago. I don't know what contributed to this yeah. kind of emotional. And, uh, 100%. It was different. I don't, no way was mental health as prominent as of an issue or even talked about as much as it is now back, or even yeah, 30 exactly. years ago. That's a huge difference. Yeah, what do you think contributed to this? Is it, you mean... Like too liberal or like I think it happens with development or economic development. So mm -hmm. especially when mm -hmm. you see a country in its decline, meaning its economy is not growing as fast as it was before. So that's when you see the negative consequences of development itself. So I think mental health is one of those things in such a... I guess it's a negative consequence of industrialism and it's I'm not sure how to say this but I guess one example would be just how much less time you spend outside itself right and that's because of what development industrialism mm -hmm. so you're, you're not getting the sunlight you need right and you're not out in nature as much so obviously your mental health or state mm -hmm. of mind is going to decline yeah. So that's like one example, but yeah. I think I think it's a this whole mental health epidemic is a consequence of decline in development. This is something that I saw that I, I don't, I'm not sure if it's related, or I mean it is related, but it's a bit of a stretch. They have sure. to bear with me. Sure. I saw on the uh, Joe Rogan Lex Friedman podcast. I was, I was listening to it the other day while I was like sitting outside, mm -hmm. and he was kind of saying there there's a general argument. Or some somewhere near Bill Gates' Twitter, he said there was a general argument on whether cold showers were or cold exposure was good or not. And then some other guy commented like, "I can't believe," 
or there's no way we reach a point in our society where where uh, it's being debated whether cold showers are a good thing or not. And Lex Friedman himself says, as the optimist by nature I am, I, I'd like to think that it's an amazing thing that we've gotten so far that where things that we have to worry about are whether cold showers are good for us or not. Mm-hmm. So I guess the same can be said, or it, the same thing can be applied to our situation because we took care of a lot of things, a lot of actually serious problems. Yeah. Or I'm not saying mental health is not serious. Or yeah, yeah. But we, yeah. We took care of a lot more pressing issues like poverty. Yeah. Or poverty's not completely solved, but it's way better than it was. Yeah. And a, a lot of development has happened. And now we're at the point in our society, in American society, where we can look and say, like, here's something else that we should at least concern ourselves with. Yeah, that's why I, like, link it to a decline in development. You know, you're coming to a point where there's less to do. If a country is on its incline, right, there's things to do. The people are working, right? People are, oh, sorry. People are industrious. People are productive. There's always something to do. And they're not sitting there in a declining period you know so that's why i link it specifically to decline in a country's development yeah and of course there's whole hormonal imbalances as well this might come as a result of development we were talking about this last episode especially but you know birth control uh whenever a woman pees that's on birth control her hormones go into the water and our filtration systems they don't they don't they don't filter uh, filter it yeah so when that water is recycled uh, the water that we drink or shower in can have female hormones. And it's bad not only for us, but it's bad for women as well because it offsets their hormonal imbalance. So then it causes us to feel anxiety. Or at, at least if our testosterone is reduced, then for us males, I don't know. I think women, it's mainly because menstru- menstrual menstruation affects their moods, right? Yeah. For mm-hmm. women. And yeah. a lot of the stuff in our water and stuff in our food right, have can that, have that an effect on the menstrual that. cycles. Yeah. And then for us, our testosterone decreases, in mm-hmm. which then we can say, our maybe our motivation isn't higher or high enough, or our drive, or mm-hmm. we feel like less of a man, and then then we start to think about like anxiety or some sort of mental health problem. Yeah, and again, that's a direct consequence of develop of development, right. especially so when development is or when we become so developed that we have such a large wealth gap. That's why the reason they start putting chemicals and preservatives in food because people can't, the lower classes of society can't afford food. So they're making it cheaper with these chemicals and preservatives, one. And birth control also is another product of development. So I guess if you wanted to use an example to knock like both of these things out, you could say, like, imagine someone in, uh, or imagine someone in an extremely poor country where it hasn't been developed, you could say, even close to America, okay? So these people, one, they're working towards something, right? Their their food is on their mind, money's on their mind, shelters mm-hmm. on their mind. They don't have time to you know sulk in their own sad thoughts, right? And two is that they're also living in a more natural environment where you know their food they're extracting from nature. They're not they're not buying from someone else, and there won't be as large of a wealth gap, obviously, where the country is less developed. Right, majority of the country is going to be poor, so that's that's just an example to show how these are the things uh, contributing to the mental health epidemic. Right, I think it's a pretty good point that uh, when uh, when a society reaches its um, peak, 
or even after the peak yeah um, and people get into like the comfort zone kind yeah. of like the comfort zone i would say yeah and uh they will start worrying things that um they used to they do not used to think about yeah like those mental stuff they yeah. care about and also the serial issue you mentioned like this theorem i think it's a pretty valid point and it's affecting our society right now and yeah 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 <clears throat> well i mean i don't know do you think china will ever reach that point or is, is it too culturally distant <laughs> um i mean china is still considered as a developing country yeah but it has the second highest gdp in the world mm-hmm. um i wouldn't say the standard of living in china is too is as good as you know us but some of the majority cities like um shanghai and beijing those two um biggest cities might have like a similar or as as at least could be comparable to us and um but still i don't see as much of uh like mental issues or being so emotional and um you know caring about like those details in, mm-hmm. in the place i used to live yeah um at least while I was living there in Shanghai. Yeah. People I, are still very focused on stuff they um they are on. I mean they have they have a lot of stuff to work on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean it's not necessarily a good thing because you mean I mean in US it's living comfortable. You're living like comfortable. But in Shanghai it's like competitive. People are always competing, competing. Even if they're the same level yeah, of Yeah, even work. if yes. Even yeah. if. Yeah. And it's kind of snuff off. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily a good thing to uh, for for people being so competitive in Shanghai because they kind of lost the, the taste of life. because people in Shanghai cannot sometimes cannot enjoy life because mm-hmm. they're spending so much work, so spending so much time on their work. Um, instead of being with families and uh, you know having some rest with vacations, um, uh, that's like one thing I learned after I came to U.S. Because you know, I learned from my parents where they <clears throat> they 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 know how to enjoy life. They know how to spend their time wisely. Divide but divide by time to spending sports in other areas, like in arts, they're where their passion is. But in you know in China, China's education is very strict. It's kind of, they're sending you a lot of information and knowledge every day. And uh, I don't think that is very good for, honestly, for uh, for kids' development. Because we mentioned in the last um, episode as well, um, it's like the killing of creativity mm-hmm. while people are stuck in school. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, U.S. is already like a light case. It's like pretty extreme in China. Because mm-hmm. you know the Gao Kao, like the it's like SAT in China. Oh, you're right. But that is the only exam that determines what kids go to, um, from high school to college. Yeah. And people are working, all of their efforts, like all their ass off for this test. Yeah. Um, I only think I honestly think it kills all of the creativity that's left for kids in China. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, speaking on creativity, this is it's not a one eighty, but. Uh, I'd like to bring this up. This is another thing from a Joe Rogan podcast. When I was listening to Joe Rogan Naval, he was saying that a lot of work that normal people do, or a lot of work that workers do, especially, 
or the skills that or the skills that we learn in in college or even in standard education he's saying all of that in the future can be replaced by ai because in the example of sales if we're thinking about it or there's already examples of people cash registers or whatever being replaced by by robots but if you think even in terms of sales if there is a mind that's capable of processing every single sales call ever made and it knows the best things to say, pick and choose based off the customer and mm-hmm. their personality type or whatever, then is that not the best sales agent? Mm-hmm. It, it can outcompete every human. And we have something called burnout and we have fatigue and sometimes there's we're stuck in a rut where we can't have any ideas or whatever. The AI doesn't have that. Yeah, it can work 24 hours a day if it has to. Right. And he's saying that in the future, creative outlets are the only... Uh, yeah, only way out for humans only to survive in this society yeah. or stand there even. So, do you have any thoughts on that? Or especially with the way that our education system is going. I don't want to harp on education too much since we already have an episode on it. Right, right. But since the way our education is going and it's kind of killing off uh, our creativity... And then once there is a time that arises for us to have, for us to have, uh, like the only thing that we have is creativity, because yeah, I can just virtually do anything else better than any human can. Right. I felt like it's it would be like a social issue, and um, it will be probably in the next happening in the next fifty years. Will this will be happening? Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> I mean, AI could literally replace all the hard works, animal, some intelligence, um, low those low intelligence jobs, and um, this will be a problem for our labor markets. For first of all, and um, people will not have jobs. I'm not quite sure what. So this will this might be where where is it going? Um, so while if if humans are, let's say. Um, those hard, how, how much, like, what do you think is, like, the percentage for those um, labors that's... Labor? That could okay. be replaced by robots. If you're saying our parents are IT workers, I think doctors eventually, once people start trusting robots... Um, Not mine. Hmm? Not mine. <laughs> well, yeah, my, or, yeah, but even financial, like, anything to do with finance, I think, mm-hmm. I think a lot of robots could replace. Once, I think the main issue is faith, and I think once people will have faith... Because if the results are showing, like if, if a, an AI investing is getting better results than human investing, then eventually at some point people will be like, okay, this is a market that I have to hop into. Right. And then so, I uh, yeah, so I think, in. honest, 98% of jobs can be replaced. That's true. Um, I mean, if we don't take any actions, I felt like humans' population will be decreasing a lot. Yeah. I think a lot of humans live off their purpose or their work as well. I think retirement, or if you look at Japan, there is somewhat of a retirement, but their work culture there is so bad that people just work until they die. And they tend to have longer lifespans as well. A lot of people attribute it to the health in their diet, but I think it's more so the fact that they have work to do. My grandfather, or not my grandfather, my great-grandfather was a farmer that lived to like 96 or something, or close to 100. and. He literally got up every day and just worked on his farm from when he was like 17 to when he died. So That's a spirit, isn't it? Yeah. A spirit that carries people's health. Yeah. Okay. I mean, speaking of India, I want to get back to the point where you were talking about 
or we were talking about development and mental health. Mm-hmm. And you know, you made the point that in China, in major cities, there's people of equal wealth to Americans, right. and they are still not as the culture is still different, right? right? It's not as relaxed. As yeah. The values are different. Right, right, and obviously it varies, but we're making a generalization or an average. We see the difference in the culture. So, I guess the comparison I want to draw is to India. So, obviously, like I, I visit India, but I we're connected with everyone we know in India, and a lot of my family now is you know part of that class you're talking about, where they're they're living in major right. cities and they're. Well, as you could compare their wealth to that of an American, but I would say that the culture is becoming similar to America oh. in India. Not as much as you say, where you know, it's it's in China. It's still very competitive, and the people are still working towards something, right?、Mm-hmm. I would say that it's it to me. It seems like it's slowly becoming like America for these wealthy Indians.、Um, But I'm just I'm just wondering why. Like, what is the difference in the Chinese culture, man? Maybe in the I mean, obviously you don't you won't know much about India, but、um, is there anything specific about Chinese culture? You know? Yeah, I'm thinking where the difference come from, or if there is an incomplete part in my perspective, because、um, what age range or what. What's the age? What's、high、the age range high for schoolers, high schoolers? I'm talking. You're talking about in India. Yeah, they're becoming more U.S. in like what ways? Westernized meaning, you know, they're not working as hard. They, I feel like they won't be、oh. as successful as their parents. Oh really? Yeah. Do do does India have like a thing like similar to golf call? Ah、uh, yeah yeah for the, for the exams yeah. yeah.、Um, And yeah, that is the only way you get into colleges. But it's not just one test for every、it's, single college.、Yeah. For example, there's a college called IIT. I think IIT, I believe, one of them has a the lowest acceptance rate in the world. It's like zero point three or zero point two percent, something like that. They have their own specific tests. Yeah. But then there's some、yeah. other colleges that accept a certain form of test. For medical school, because everyone wants to be a doctor in India now,、oh. they the government has standardized one test called the NEET. For all the yeah,、students. so it's not as rigid as China, where you have one test for every discipline, but it's still dependent on a test. You know, they're not looking at your high right. school grades、right. or、mm-hmm. whatever. Your high school is to prepare you for that test. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We have like similar systems. What about like parents? I think generational or like parenting is a big thing that influences how child is developing. Right, so, I would say the parents, like the wealthy class of Indians, I'm talking about, the parents are, like, more relaxed. More relaxed, yeah. I think yeah. my parents are more relaxed. Yeah. For like, for example, I can, I can say shut up jokingly to my dad, but I don't. For, <laughs> yeah, like my dad is talking about some like random thing. I'll just say. He, okay, I don't saying, know about that. No, no, That's like a cultural thing. Yeah, 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 that is a cultural. I'm thing. I'm talking about in terms of like work or school, like、oh. how. I think that's what we were both. No, but even then, if you're saying it's getting more relaxed as from parenting, for example, I'm saying, or my dad is saying something about Messi、uh, being the best player in the world or something. I disagree because my dad only watches the World Cup and nothing else. I say shut up. 
But then if my dad even remotely said anything like that to his dad, he would he would have gotten his like shit slapped out. Oh yeah, that's so. true. Okay, okay, but in terms of acad, all right, school work. Oh, you're saying that they're prioritizing. In terms of school work, work less. How are yeah, yeah? How are their parents? I'm saying the parents are less strict. Like, for example, I can think of a cousin, right? Their her parents were all right. This goes back way back. All right, her grandparents. Her grand, her grandfather was probably the most successful in their family. Mm-hmm. Her dad is less successful, and I feel like she'll be even less successful. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so, so we have we see a trend over here. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Whereas um, you're saying, yes. Whereas the like what I'm inferring from what David's saying is so that like, each generation will become more successful mm-hmm. in China, or would that um, be? Yeah, let me let me think of an example. Honestly, um. I felt like their success is dependent on still. It's not hundred percent guaranteed that they will be successful, mm-hmm. but they have that spirit. They have the like working ethics mm-hmm. to give them like the platform or even like the opportunity to be successful. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about what's it like in India. Do you think they have the opportunity? They just missed it, or do I think in general, if you're saying. I think in general it's not really an Indian thing. I think China is the exclusion of this, but uh, or Chinese culture is the exclusion of this principle. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at human society as a whole, uh, there's a saying that hard times create oh strong yeah I love men, that cool and strong or strong men create weak times weak times weak times create uh, weak men yeah and then wait yeah weak times yeah. create weak men yeah. weak, weak men, men create hard times time. yeah that, that cycle keeps yeah, repeating cycle right keeps but. There's very rare examples in which a successful person's next, next, because uh, they live in comfortable. Their, right, their next right. generation will be as successful or more successful. I right. think it, but a culture, a culture can change that. Because if you look at Dhirubhai Ambani and then you look at Mukesh Ambani, Dhirubhai Ambani was already like a, a multi-billionaire and his son is like multi-multi-billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think a lot of parents, successful parents, kind of they're nice to their children and they they give them whatever they want maybe right. in some limited capacity they still do but it's what you said we, what we're gathering is that china seems to be an exception to yeah, this rule that's what i'm and saying why, china is an exclusion so why is that that's my question i well i mean my parents have always said or my dad has always said that like i mean he's no expert on china but he's always said that they're more disciplined than us their culture in like enforces discipline more than us or more than anyone in the world. I think it's the uh, Chinese government. It's honestly yeah, really. I was gonna say that too. Because China yeah. has a more rigid rule on right. on their people. Yeah. Like the thing that we're gonna cut out earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like if we said that about India, nothing would happen to us. Or not, not. I mean, it's not like anything's gonna happen. It's a little bit more. It's a little, It's more strict than America. But... It's more strict than America, but it's not as strict as China. Yeah. China's Chinese yeah. government is insanely strict. Yeah. yeah. Strict. They would. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, um, the Chinese government. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, we know. Not a lot we can say. Yeah, not a lot we can say. <laughs> um, okay. Um, let me think of an example to explain this. So, um, so Chinese government, they're during the COVID, during the COVID, right? Right. Chinese government um, has probably like the highest efficiency in dealing with COVID, 
even though it's such a population. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, well, that is an advantage, but um, it also shows that central government has a lot of power. They could move a lot of people. They could use the military. They could do everything. They could. They have the power to change or to control this, control the society, and uh, I don't think many of the countries have this power. Yeah. yeah, and they having this power could set a very organized society as well, which is which is where China is currently in, and um, I think education and everything, and the discipline we were talking about yeah. is what Chinese government has done, and um, has set up, has established them. Um, th- it's always a two sided thing. Yeah, but yeah, <clears throat> that makes sense. Uh. I guess the thing that I was thinking of, based off the first part of what you said about culture and discipline, I'd say that the Japanese are another group in in East Asia that have they're very disciplined. They wake up, they have rigid schedules, and they they work a ton. They have uh, they work more than any other country in the world, I'd assume, or at least one of the most. But they're actually in the middle of both the population and economic collapse. That's true. I think that's because of their population that their economic collapse is happening. Though, their population is getting so old, and their workforce. Yeah, but then why are people just not having kids? What do you mean? Well, there is a social issue here. I think there's a social issue in Japan that's causing this. People are very isolated. They're very individualistic. They don't. They kind of don't depend on each other. They could. They. They. I don't know. It's kind of spirit. They have this spirit that they could just be independent, or or it could be a cultural thing. And that's a Western thing. Like J- yeah. Japan is West, West, That's a very Western yeah, idea. Capitalism. Individualism is yeah, a Western. Indiv- it is. It is because yeah. uh, during the you know during World War Two, and after that, U.S. and uh, Japan has a pretty good connection yeah. for like trade. Yeah, Japan is known for stuff. becoming Westernized. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're becoming in the individualistic and uh another thing is that uh i felt like there might be some nuclear remains in their body that has been passed on in generation that causes that cancer and decreases like that i'm not sure that's just a theory but yeah but their their cultural their culture is just being too isolated yeah there are anything chinese culture emphasizes more togetherness yeah uh yeah for sure yeah what about uh like family units in China are is it mostly individual families living together, or do you have extended families living oh, yeah. together? That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Because you know, in China, ha- house prices are like probably one of the highest in the world. Yeah, really. More than yeah. here. More than <clears throat> much more. Really. Same now. with India, bro. Yeah. In the in like Chennai and stuff. Yeah. yeah. In the city, in the downtown, because yeah. everyone lives in downtown. No one. There's so many people per yeah, so many square people. unit of land. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. makes the uh, so prices are just high. Yeah, so much. High. There's no mention in China. What about wage prices? To as a, as a result. So wage prices. Or, or wa- not wage prices. Wages. Wages as well as, wages. as a, the as counterbalance. A okay. In for example, the reason why I brought up America, in 1950s, 1940s, the average. Worker, blue collar worker salary. I don't know if it's blue collar or white collar, but the average salary for a certain group of people was a thousand three hundred dollars, and the average house price was three thousand dollars. 
Oh, but oh. now the average salary is forty k or something. And the house price is like four hundred. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, let me think about this. So can people actually afford the houses? No. That to that question is definitely no in big cities. Yeah. Um, people was not. People are grinding their whole life for house. For houses. For, for houses yeah. in China. Yeah. It's kind of. Remember what we were talking about? Why they're so working so hard? Yeah, that that is one of the things. Yeah, house is one of the biggest things for for Chinese people. Yeah, it, it both represents their assets because houses are their prices are stable. They won't lose much value, or even they could go rocket high. I'm not sure, but they will not lose value because Chinese government have control over it and uh, other reasons. So they want to. Have houses so they could have a stable life. Stable life is kind of what they also wanted, and then for the next generations. So if the kid in the next generation is not successful, they will have to live with their parents. And actually, that's most of the cases in China. Is living with your parents seen as a bad thing? Not as a bad thing, but not as independent. And um, are are you guys trying to be more independent? Well, in China, yes, because people, well, the new generation does not really, really do not want to live with their parents. I feel like really? they have so much disagreements. It's I think something. It's kind of contributed uh, by the uh, westernized, kind of westernizing Shanghai and those big cities. So would I be right to say then that individual family units are prioritized, but as well as their like dedication to the society as a whole or government, so it's not it's not individualism like Japan, but it's individualism in the fact or individualism paired with dedication to society as a whole.、Mm-hmm. Like you want separate family units, but all those family units are working. Together as a whole, whereas in Japan you just have separate family units with separate individualistic desires. I guess, but do you think? Do you think a certain balance? For example, if we take India, sure. My entire mom's family lives in one apartment. There's、yeah. three floors, and we all. My grandma lives in one. My mom's sister lives in one. My mom's other sister lives、right. in one, and then my mom has her own apartment. So the point I'm trying to make is that I think China's、um, government doesn't want that. I think they want you to be. More dedicated to the government or society rather than your family. That makes sense. So you think you think that certain balance between, or if one end of the spectrum is Japan and the other end of the spectrum is India, right? Then it's somewhere towards the middle. Yeah. To where they don't become, or the new generations don't get.、Uh, well, I can't think of any other word besides weaker. I think no, no, not weaker. But I think that balance is right for a society to prosper as a whole, yeah, or economy to prosper. But like a new generation, for example, like for in India,、uh, a new generation. I guess it's not softer, but for example, with the, the your cousin, your cousin's example, sure, not as successful. Yeah. And then if we're taking Japan, they're just not having children. Yeah. So then you're saying that the Chinese philosophy is a、mm. is a middle. Is no that's how、yeah. propelling their success. Okay.、Yeah. Well, is that 
Is there two opposite ends for um, both contributing to, for contrib- one side is contributing to the family and one side is contributing to the society? How does that, how does that, I guess, repel each other? <clears throat> so I think Japan's example is an example of the West, or most Western countries, U.S., you know, most of Europe, Canada, etc. And India's example would be not the east but like most developing countries as in a lot of africa um i guess some parts of the middle east you know where we're not talking about those exceptions such as dubai qatar like bahrain yeah yeah but those parts um maybe even russia i'm not too sure but Yeah, yeah but sure so that's that's where that group falls in i think China might be this rare nation in the middle. Mm. Where they kind of... Where you have a devotion to the government, but not... Not sure how to say this. So, we're categorizing the West as a devotion to the individual, Mm. and we're categorizing the other side, the the devotion devotion to the family. family. And in China... It's a devotion to the government and society. Society. I'd say it, it's, I mean, it is obviously the government, but I'd say the government kind of, it's a pro, it's a proponent of pushing it towards The extension society. of society, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I don't agree, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then if we're going back to the parenting thing, how would you raise your children? Or how are you, like, have you oh, yeah, thought sure. of this? That's a good yeah, question. Yeah, very, very interesting question. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I haven't thought about it. I mean, just to set up some, like, context, or I guess the the audience already knows, but, you know, you are such, like, you're such a blend of the two cultures, Mm -hmm. because you're living here now, you were born here, but you grew up in China with Chinese parents, so what would be your approach, I guess, from your mixed standpoint? Well, so... My experience is kind of different. I have experienced the, I guess, the the harsh, the tough um, educational culture in China, but also the inspired, creative, and relaxed way lifestyle in the U.S. I've experienced both, and my conclusion is you have to find somewhere in balance. You can be too relaxed, but you also can be too harsh. Um, And my way, so personally, um, I think how I raise the children would be a lot different than what my parents do when I was younger, at least. Because my parents kind of changes through time um, when I was growing up they realize this or they're becoming more westernized kind of you know we're building the wells they're kind of becoming the chill parents and um i honestly feel like um children should be able to have their own world and be creative so i'm leaning towards more of a westernized education sure but also needs discipline they need discipline yeah. And um, 
So that's, I guess, how yeah, I work. Just find a balance between both. Yeah, find yeah. a balance between both. That was going to be my point, actually. I, I was going to say, when you have too strict of an education with and you're restricting creativity, then the argument becomes that you're creating workers and not inventors, right. you know, like yeah. people who are going to change the world. But then when you're too relaxed, you have like Lazy. people who are not going, yeah, laziness, you have people who are not going to do anything. So when you think of people like, like the people who you think change the world, such as Bill Gates or Elon Musk, their level of discipline is insane. Like they're, they're insanely disciplined, but their education also didn't restrict their creativity. Yeah. And I think that combination is what created them. And if you want to use nations as an example, right? Finland is an example of a super relaxed country. They don't have homework. They don't have tests. But like, who do you know of like famous from Finland or what has Finland Mm -hmm. produced that has changed the world? Right. But then the opposite argument is a country like India. And the argument is often, you know, we don't have any people who are creating anything. All our people are becoming CEOs, but not founders. Right. Mm -hmm. Same as China. Yeah, they have. They do not have a free market. Yeah, they don't even have a free market. It's kind of it's half half. Yeah, um, and economy. yeah, government. They're state controlled companies. Yeah. yeah, and in the U.S., there's you could some people would say it is a balance, but it's only a select few people even because even I think even the U.S. is too relaxed. Yeah, there. Uh, I was on the same Lex Friedman podcast. They were saying. Can any other country beside America make the next Bill Gates or the next, the next Elon Musk? And I think that is a thing that's worth considering, because if you, a lot of the most successful people, the ones that use their creativity and their innovation, uh, not in a way to just like sit around, but in a way to, or they actually use like their creativity to push them forward in, into making something that humanity as a species has never seen before. Right. I think that is where. The Western education really shines, but that's the top zero point zero five percent of people. Yeah, of course. Right. You, so then, and then, there, if you see countries like China, where people are becoming a lot more successful, but are they becoming a lot more successful than, or in the future they'll become more successful than the average American? Then, but it's it's all worker mentality. There's no innovation. Exactly. Yeah, that's the point I was gonna say. Um, China's education killed creativity kind of killed creatively and um i think that's what makes like those inventors and ceos like the build people who are becoming bill gates and this is why um i'll mostly choose to um live in the u.s or even raise my child in the u.s because you cannot um you cannot be more relaxed you cannot be relaxed in a very strict culture because yeah. people around you are so strict you're living mm-hmm. in a very kind of depressed and a place that's hard to breathe um, where you cannot relax because your parents have pressures on you yeah. but if you're living in a relaxed environment you could make it more disciplined so i think that's a case for us yeah so it's yeah. really all about that balance yeah. i think in india there's so in china we're making the argument is that it's too restricted because you know the government has such a tight control over education and society is so i mean as you said there's one test that gets you into college right 
But I think in India, where there's a little bit more freedom, um, there's there's more solutions that you can pursue, mm, right. right? So obviously, there is this very strict, um, restricted creativity type of education, but there are also solutions in India now where it's not like that. But you can also enforce discipline that I think you won't find in America. I think that'd be a pretty good note to end off on. Do you have any final words? Isn't India one of one of the combination or one of the balance it's, between the Western? I think it's on its way. It's on its way. It's when when I went to visit those schools, uh, but you one should, of them one of them was like rigid, rigid uh, Indian system. Like the teachers would just lecture and they'd ask. And even I I tried to make my presentation a little bit more interactive, mm-hmm. more Western style right. of teaching. And not, I asked them to come up to the board and draw something, and not a not a single student would come. Oh. Up. I pointed at one. I said, "Come up," and she's like, no. <laughs> oh, okay. "And then, but uh, in another school that I went to, they a lot of people, like a bunch of people, volunteered, and I had I actually had to pick a few students, and they 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 had no problems explaining their or explaining their viewpoint or articulating oh. their opinion. Yes. And I think there's, or at least it's on its way to right. like that type of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess that's our conclusion. Alright, so thanks for thanks for coming out. Yep, thanks for listening. Thanks. Ah, oh, oh, wait. Yes. I don't know what's now. It's fine. <laughs>